0: I heard you like that so I so have been I forget are you a glasses wearer
1: wearer I am. I don't typically wear them on on my face in the real world, but I wear them around the house sometimes. I'm that's that's weird
0: because on your hands they don't work that well. If you wear them on your hands, no, they don't Just work. That,
1: they don't work that great when you do it like that. Okay, uh, yeah, contact lenses for me most of the time.
0: Hmm.
1: I, I am I. What is your? Do you know the number, the magic number on your prescription? Negative three
0: point two five.
1: Yeah, I'm four point two five to four point five. Depending. Oh on which dang! I, I, you can't see shit. I'm blind as fuck without my
0: stuff. Wow, that's bad.
1: At one time, at one time, this is a, f- a famous story. This might go in the episode, but maybe this will be the cold open. Uh, this, there's a, a subcategory of Scott Sullivan stories that are humiliations I put myself through. <laughs> This is one of the all-time humiliations I put myself through. One time, while at a music festival in New York City uh, called CMJ, used to be the College Music Journal Music Festival, uh, where people from all over the country who work in college radio, which I did, would travel to um, New York City and get hotels they couldn't really afford because usually someone else was paying for it. And uh, then you would uh, go see music all weekend and party in New York City and get real drunk and rowdy and all that. So on the last day of the festival, I am, uh, I'm, in, I'm in the hotel at the end of a really long day. There's some people going out to see like end of the night, like, you know, two or three in the morning, New York City. Uh, like hip hop, I remember the hip hop DJs were going out again on the last night, and the rest of us. That's were right, out. because yeah. after
0: the party is the after party. Yeah, they
1: were going to the after, after, after party, and we were That's like, right. we were pretty tired. And there was a girl on the trip who who I was uh, had kind of a crush on, and she wanted to stay back at the hotel, so I was going to stay back at the hotel and, and try to you know be charming around this girl, which I was not. I could not. I was unfunctional at that point uh, as a human being. I was pretty drunk from being out day drinking all day around New York City. And this is wild New York city where you could just walk around, and drink on the streets. And there were strip clubs in New York times. Still. it was a crazy time in New York city. It was before they cleaned it up. Anyway, at the end of the night, I cannot find the receptacle for my contact lenses. You know, the little plastic cases that you get for free when you buy the saline and stuff.
0: So, oh yeah. Yeah. The little, yeah, sure.
1: So I can't yeah. find it. So I find one of those rocks, like tumbler glasses that comes on the little drink tray in the hotel room. Yes. And I put some water in there. It's the best I can do. Like from a bottle, you know, hope, thinking that that'll be less likely to give me an infection than whatever comes out of the tap. <laughs> See? I put well, like, this,
0: uh, this sounds terrible. Already. I put
1: the two contact lenses I have left because I am at this point 21-ish year old Scott. Very stupid human being. Scott, prior to 25 years of age exceptionally stupid human being as this story will elucidate. So I take the two contact lenses, I put them in the water and I leave them by the sink. I don't, Oh no,
0: I don't oh, tell, no.
1: I don't tell anyone else about this plan, which is already a mistake, but that's not how it ends. So I, I go to sleep. The last memory of this, I shouldn't even say this on the podcast, but the last memory of that night that I have is I'm like drifting off to sleep on one side of like a really large, like, uh, like, I don't know, King size bed or whatever. The the girl that I like I think is really cute is on the other side of bed like not like platonically you know way far away from me, and she's watching some kind of soft core like pornography I think on the hotel TV and I fall asleep that's the last thing I remember, <laughs> so that's this- that's wild right and, and then I wake up in the morning and I go to you know we have like a suite room so there's other people coming in and out of the room anyway from like the other hotel room attached. It's a minor miracle that when I get to the bathroom, the, the rocks glass with the water and the contacts seems untouched, but Adam, over the night of sleep, this poor whoop, low quality sleep that I had due to day drinking, guess what I had forgotten? What? That there were contacts in the glass and it looks so refreshing. No. So I drank the water and my contacts no i absolutely did sir
0: <laughs> oh wow and then was oh wow
1: functionally blind for a trip to brooklyn to hang out at someone's house and then drive back to rhode island none of which i could see anything the entire time it was awful. Uh, were you driving no my friend jay cougar uh good friend Uh, and very patient man because he had to put up with a lot of my bullshit (laughs) because we were in a band for a few years so we traveled together a lot and this is the kind of thing I would do somewhat regularly (laughs) at at that point in my life so Sir,
0: Sir This is the time,
1: this is the phase of my life prior to meeting Adam St. Germain which made me a better human God, that's um... Can you believe that that is actually a thing I did? (laughs)
0: I mean, for all we know, those contacts are still in your digestive system to this day. The best thing about cup holders, they don't advertise this, nobody will tell you. But I will tell you, Scott the best thing about cup holders is they are the perfect size to hold your container of guacamole that you got from Chipotle to dip your chips in. No spilling.
1: And now is the part where I yell at my friend, unless you want to yell at me. Do you want to do the official thing?
0: I think it's been so long. It it would really be appropriate for you to do it.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else who is non-binary or whatever you want to be, you are now listening to the talk show. It's a podcast I do with my friend, Adam St. Germain. He's all the way up in Vermont and I like to refer to him as my kind bud,
0: Adam Saint Germain. Was that a weed joke? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind right, bud, right? I'm, Isn't kind, yeah, kind bud is like weed? It's a
1: weed thing that I don't know what it means, but I know that people say it. So that's hey what, <laughs>
0: somebody drop it in the comments let us know what kind bud means is i it, think it means
1: is it really weed. a type or a kind of there is is it just a slang i don't even know
0: i think i, I i'm gonna get i'm gonna guess here i think kind bud just refers to weed in general like like it's a night it's a but it's a bud it's nice it's because real it's like, real oh, nice yeah, it's yeah,
1: kind. So yeah. that's why it's your nickname for this episode because you're you're a nice guy I'm
0: so nice. So nice.
1: So I didn't but say nice who is- I was because I haven't done this in so long. I butchered the thing. I'm supposed to say, hey, it's a talk show. I'm yelling really loud. My name's Scott Sullivan. I'm in Texas, and that's Adam He's in Vermont. And then I say something ridiculous about him that usually doesn't make much sense, like he's my kind bud, and then we start. So that's how it should have sounded. But we don't go back. That's One thing we don't do on the on the talk show, we don't go back.
0: No, forward motion
1: only. <laughs> forward motion only. We have not recorded an episode of this podcast since I believe... June.
0: I looked it up the other day. I think that's correct. I believe it was June. It was June fourth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Speak on that.
0: Hold, hold on one uh, second. Uh, I have a small visitor oh. to the office. <laughs> Hello, small visitor. Hello. Hi. What's up? <laughs> How's it going? So far, it's going really well. Scott Sullivan has so far. Butchered the introduction to the show, (laughs) and um, we've just started uh, just a moment ago. Yes, and the fly swatter is on the floor, ready to defend against invaders.
1: As they should be, yes.
0: Yeah. You good? We get the official sign off? Good to go? Oh, hang on. The inspector's still inspecting. That's okay. We are, we're, we're
1: approved. <laughs> she she can do a segment if she wants.
0: Nope. She came in. She inspected the the environment, made sure it was up to OSHA standards, <laughs> made sure the uh, the fly swatter was on hand. I like that she's concerned
1: for your well-being in that regard. She doesn't want the flies to get the best of you while you're stuck talking to me. I don't
0: know what happens with this office, but there's these flies get in here. And I don't know where they come from. I don't know what they're doing in here. They just buzz around the window. Um,
1: it's them New England flies. That ought to be the mascot of, like, the Red Sox. What the fuck is Red Sox? It should be the New England flies.
0: <laughs> they're very annoying. Uh, they're loud. So I, I, yesterday I got myself a, um electronic fly swan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds intense.
0: Which I know, you know, like everyone has seen these things like they're like, oh, that thing's silly. It looks like a tennis racket and um, there's a button that you press. And so far, I've done two flies with it this morning and it makes an exploding sound when you get the fly with it.
1: <laughs> That's really sadistic,
0: actually. It's Well, it takes two D batteries. I'm not going to lie. I think it's like it has a little more power than it really needs for the job. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> there's
1: a There's a product that I noticed while walking into the Home Depot the other day that I didn't stop to investigate long enough to give you a good explanation, but it appeared to be some type of air-moving bug, you know, getting rid of device that was made to look like a large assault weapon. (laughs) It's very strange. And I guess you point it and shoot it and it like disrupts the, it shoots air and they don't like that and they go away. It seems highly inefficient. Oh, I have
0: see- I've seen that thing. Yeah, right. It looks like a, like almost like a rifle or something.
1: Yeah, very strange. I like I was it was I didn't have time to like absorb that mentally, but I was But like, what if you don't what if you don't have good aim? Well, then you're in trouble, but even if you have good aim, I mean all the bug needs to do is just move a little to the left, right? <laughs> it's like how is that efficient? I don't know.
0: What do I know? And then there's there's some other what? There's some other fly gun that shoots salt.
1: That's ridiculous.
0: I don't. I I don't have one uh, because the flies. You know, so far the battle. I've been I've been winning the battle uh, most of the time. So I haven't resulted to the fl- the salt gun. But I also <laughs> think like if you have the salt gun, you're shooting salt at flies or bugs in general. That's all well and good. But then, don't you have salt all over the place? Yeah, then
1: you got to clean up salt the rest of the day. I'd rather just look how up, does that work? Yeah, just take the mosquito bite and be a man. Come on.
0: <laughs> it's very, it's very strange. Very, very strange. I don't get it. Adam St. Germain, so.
1: in the intervening months from June to now, we're coming to the listener uh, in the middle to late, really, September. Labor Day's coming gone. It's supposed to be cool in Vermont after Labor Day, is it?
0: Uh, it's been very pleasant. Yeah, it's been um, cool in the evening and very nice during the day. So I think it's been like mid-70s during the day. We've had a couple of days that have, like, bubbled up to eighty but it's between 70 and 80,
1: it's been nice, it's, it's a nice, so, it sounds nice, my wife, um, so one of the things that we could do is try to recap all the adventures we've had in the intervening months, but we don't have enough time for that, so we're gonna go to the big hits, uh, was it July that we did IRR 10, when I say we, I mean you, um, or was that August, I don't recall, August, that August. was August, is it, yes, uh, is it typically in July or August or it changes,
0: it fluctuates between like late July and early August.
1: Gotcha. Listeners and the have, only listeners—the only reason it moves is this. it
0: depends on it depends on what is going on and my schedule. <laughs> yes,
1: yes it's, it's, as as all aspects of the IRR, it is at Adam's whim. So we've recounted tales of IRR on the podcast before, but let the listener kind of know real quick in a nutshell what is IRR.
0: IRR is the irreverent road ride. It is a dirt road adventure bicycle ride that is without question the hardest single day bike ride in the country
1: i love that tag at the end um uh so yeah and you've been organizing it for now 10 years
0: this was the 10th edition yeah the first two years i don't think it actually had a name. and you had a buddy third, you
1: had a you had a co a co I had a co-conspirator founder. yeah and then that kind of <laughs> faded down to to you over the last year Yeah handful. That,
0: yeah so he was we were we co conspirated for i think the first 3 maybe the 4th year but i don't think so i think just the first 3 and then i kind of just rolled with it solo after that it's been likened to be like a uh a fever dream version of a gravel ride.
1: <laughs> yeah. So for the listener who, who tunes into this and maybe doesn't do these kind of rides, and I really haven't done any, I don't think I have done a, a dirt road, centric road race one time, uh, the bat and kill tour, the bat kill or whatever they called that. Um, that was awful, but <laughs> good race, good event, but awful experience <clears throat> in terms of how difficult it is to ride up, uh, those roads sometimes, but, uh, gravel rides, you know, kind of off road, um, rides typically in rural areas, fair to say, right? Exploring more rural areas, exception,
0: exceptionally rural. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
1: Now the IRR's take on that is that, and, and you, can, I'm paraphrasing. It's Adam's thing, but they, he really takes the word road and kind of deconstructs what that word <laughs> means to the point where you're not sure Adam knows what a road is anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean the original, like going way back. I think it was three point when we na- when I named it the irreverent road bride. The tagline was "roads of questionable character and content." <laughs> <laughs> so Vermont is home to uh, a whole network of quote unquote roads that are legal rights of way for people, um, so you can you can travel these paths through the woods they are open to motor vehicles if you have an equipped motor vehicle to to get across them um they're not maintained some of them just look like stream beds uh some of them are so ancient that they nobody does anything but walks them so they're reduced to like a hiking trail at this point um it's very exciting stuff
1: (laughs) and they and there's a system that they're numbered in right is there a category system for oh yeah so
0: they're they're uh they're referred to as class four roads. Um, I believe class one would be like the interstate and then, um, you know, the highway. And then it goes down from there. And then in New Hampshire, similar to New Hampshire, New Hampshire, they call class their class six roads.
1: <laughs> uh, so of course the New Hampshireites had to like, you know, they had to get them, they had to figure out a bigger number. They, they're always, they're always trying to compete. Right.
0: Of course. Of course. They, they so, to- yeah, the whole, the whole thing, like it avoids it avoids paved roads. It goes into these like beautiful rural secluded parts of the state. It goes to like some really, really obscure sections of the state. <laughs> um, and it's just a big adventure. So like this year was like 135 miles uh, total and consisted of approximately 18,000 feet of climbing.
1: <laughs> and often on unpaved services, the climbs
0: yeah i think all in um ride with gps which is a which is a website and an app used for route planning and ride tracking it's a great website shout out right gps.com um <laughs> they now have a new feature where it'll calculate the percent of surface oh, uh, that's cool so, yeah which is super cool so i used to always say that uh, irr was 85 percent dirt roads in reality, it seems like that's actually a little high. It's probably closer to like 75% dirt roads. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you did it by time split, it would be like 95% of your time is spent <laughs> on <the> dirt
1: roads. <laughs> so if you, re- if you think about it that way, it's pretty accurate.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. So, you know, you split the difference, we'll call it 85%. It's still accurate.
1: (laughs) So one of the hallmarks of the IRR that we've talked about in the past, as the name is irreverent, it kind of has an irreverent spirit to it. People, you know, there isn't a, a, like a formal, I do, you do use a formal registration service, but like, it's kind of the event itself there's no officials, you, there's no real, like the course is loosely, I guess, uh, exp- not loosely, but the, it's, they, the course itself is just a set of instructions for the rider to follow. And then historically, uh, there's a finish line somewhere where Adam records questionably if he does or not records (laughs) who has completed the event in the allotted time provided if i don't know if the time window is always part of it but i believe that became part of it recently so this year how many people showed up to do this thing and of those people how many finished do you think percentage-wise
0: yeah so so just to be clear so the rules of quote-unquote finishing the route there's really only two rules one is you is you have to finish prior to twelve AM, so midnight, and you have to follow the prescribed route. Means that you can't skip any sections, you can't shortcut anything, or you know, you can't be like, Oh, I took this parallel road and not this road. If you do that, it's all well and good, but it doesn't count as an official finish of the irreverent road ride.
1: <laughs> Which has led to some squabbles, I believe.
0: There's been a few squabbles, yeah, been a few squabbles, but but the rules are the rules, so we we stick to the rules. Yep, stick to the rules. And so the only exception, the single exception to getting, uh, to going off of the route, is if you are riding with me, the, (laughs) the the founder and director, and I get you lost, uh, then that is acceptable,
1: (laughs) and that has happened.
0: Every single year. <laughs> At some point, yeah, that has happened.
1: Yep. What type of Easter eggs uh, do, do might a rider find along the way in the recent events?
0: Yeah, it depends. So like, uh, well, to answer your other question, so we had like 85 people re- uh, register for the event this year. I think there was like 40 to 50 uh, did it all on August 14th. And then others were just going to do it whenever they felt like it, which is fine. Um, and I think on the day there was like 12 people that finished the actual route.
1: Wow. So that's a pretty low one in four, maybe slightly better than, well, about one in four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, now this year did involve a one mile out and back section. So one mile out, one mile back, um, to, uh, to a beautiful overlook and, many people completed the route to a T, except they skipped the out and back. So, <laughs> so Hey, sorry. Uh, but doesn't that, count.
1: That doesn't count as,
0: as, a, as a thing. And then someone else did like the whole thing, including the out and back, but like skipped this tiny little trail section at the very end. Um, they went around it on this dirt road part and set instead. And yeah, it doesn't count.
1: So, <laughs> they, they earned themselves a DNF. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, all that said, this year, uh, I'll get to use your question in a second. but this year, everybody's results are null and void. They've all been stricken from the, from the, uh, the notebook. Um, because for the first time in 10 years, someone completed the entire route on an actual road bike.
1: <laughs> do we, do we name this person? Do they want to be named or just first name? Maybe.
0: Nah, we'll just say, we'll just say, they yeah, don't want to be someone, to, uh, you know, person from New Hampshire.
1: A, a, new, um, a new Hampshireite did the entire IRR, 130-some-odd miles, like, considerably portions of it challenging to ride on, like, a gravel grinder, I would think.
0: Portions are challenging to ride on a mountain bike.
1: Yeah, and and this person somehow got through the whole thing on a road bike did did he damage the bike i'm curious
0: uh, no so the local bike shop i'm friends with the bike shop that he that he goes to they sent me a photo of the bike the other day they were they were cleaning it and uh the joke was there's uh still trying to get irr off this bike <laughs> <laughs> I love so that. That, was, great. that, that should, was hysterical.
1: That should be like in your that should be in the in the Instagram feed for next year when you're promoting it.
0: For for reference, the first two years that we did the ride, maybe the first three years, everyone rode a road bike. Mm. Like that was the thing. Like ten years ago we were like, Oh, this will be a funny thing to do on road bikes. We'll go places that you wouldn't go on a road bike. Sure. And we had like straight up twenty three millimeter tires, like the whole deal. <laughs> and then, um, and then it kind of like evolved from there. Gravel riding got bigger and, and the bikes got better and the equipment was more available. And, you know, turns out it's way more fun to ride the appropriate bike than to, <laughs> than to not.
1: In general, um, that rule is, that rule does hold in most situations, you know?
0: Yeah. And then over 10 years, like the route has gotten progressively more challenging every year. And it includes more and more, uh, questionable sections of road and like, some I've actually used mountain bike trails a couple of times. Like he cut through mountain bike trails and things like that. So the fact that he did it on a road bike is just like off the charts. Insane. So he, um,
1: he is the single winner of IRR 10. You would say,
0: yes, yep <laughs> uh, yes, absolutely. And, um, and like I said, like in the first three years we rode road bikes, this is true, but we did not ever complete the actual planned <laughs> We always got to like a certain point and just threw in the towel and quit. It was too hard. (laughs) So I love it. I love it. That's great. uh, So
1: IRR keeping the spirit going. Year number 10. uh, Do we do this thing again next year? Does it roll on?
0: I think so. I mean, I don't know. People's appetite to keep coming to do it is doesn't seem to be going away. Um, The event offers absolutely nothing. (laughs) in terms of in terms of uh experience which to me is kind of the beauty of the whole thing like there's no um there's no aid stations there's no um there's no medals there's no medals there's no after party there's no finishers reward there's no there's nothing um you know it's just like this big event you're gonna go challenge yourself and try and do it and very likely if you complete it come out a changed person on the other side so
1: Love it. So yeah. that's IRR and then tune in uh, basically 10, 11 months from now and we might be talking about the date for the, for the next one. Or did you already pick a date? I don't know when you picked the date.
0: No, I usually pick the date like in the, in the late winter. So like yeah. February or so, I'll throw it up on Bike Reg. We'll get the dates and then I'll provide zero details um, <laughs> leading up to it until maybe July and then I'll give like a couple breadcrumbs and then people don't get the route. Uh, sent to them until the Thursday before. So, so just this two is da- two days before.
1: Kind of a dumb. Uh, maybe we'll we'll keep this part short. But how? What's the logistics of the route? What what format does it get sent to you in? Like how uh, do you re- I, how do you receive that information?
0: Yeah, so you can I send it in in four I think four available formats. You can get like a straight up old school cue sheet that'll say like, go point five miles, turn right on. Oscar Brown Road, travel 1.2 miles, and like, that's the old way to do it. <laughs> yeah. No map, it's just directions, um, like MapQuest, you know, yep. and uh, uh, or you get a GPX file where you can load it into your GPS bike computer, and it'll ju- you just follow the line on the screen um, or something called a TCX file, or, um, there's one other file format that you can use. I'm just so, curious.
1: I, I, logistically, I, I would have to learn how to do that because I don't have the, <laughs> but I, I
0: yeah. I so anybody, that. anybody that has Strava or ride with GPS, that app, you just load the route into that and you could, I mean, you can do it on your phone. You just need a backup, uh, auxiliary battery. Cause your phone's not going to last the whole time.
1: <laughs> Hell no, it's not. And what is the window of time that, that it, this event is active? It starts in, to start in the morning, I take it, early?
0: Yeah, we usually start at like six or six thirty AM.
1: And then when are people expected to be off the course or no longer under your supervision? Not that well, even really 12, supervising
0: them. 12 AM. Gotcha. Some uh, years I do drive around the course in my truck and follow people and make sure that they're doing, you know, doing okay.
1: And is that logistically doable? Like you can drive the truck on all or most of the because some of it I've yeah. seen I've seen pictures from IR uh uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan I've seen pictures of IR and, and there are times where it does not appear in any way that you're in a road type environment
0: <laughs> well, yeah I mean the short-handled shovel Tacoma is very capable gotcha. um gotcha and uh yeah there's definitely I mean it has a little bit of body damage from some of the IRR roads so like you know
1: <laughs> yeah. it's,
0: it's uh it's not easy going by any stretch you're not going to drive like you know your Subaru route back out there yeah but
1: I had wanted to do this event this past year, but as we all know, it was a pandemic year and there was a brief period where I don't think we were sure you were going to do it or you were, or you was going to be just like a do it yourself without doing it on the same day. And then I think it was kind of, I think it ended up happening in that little window of time where it seemed like everything was a lot like there was a, a little honeymoon in August where I think we all thought we were safe enough to start doing more stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. Like, I never intended to actually do it as a as an event. I was I just uh, created the route, and then the people could do the route whenever they wanted. But because Bike Reg makes you put a date in there, like I I just chose August fourteenth because I was that's when I was going to go ride it.
1: Gotcha. Or
0: ride or ride part of it, and I told everybody I was like, this is this is not an official start. Like, there's no official start time. There's no official start location. Here's multiple places you can park and start from. Um, and then I took a poll and like 50 people were like, yeah, yeah, we're coming to do it this day. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> there, see there, you out there, I guess. Something that's so.
1: going to be that much of a effort. I feel like you kind of do need to put a pin on the calendar for that
0: or you're never totally. going to yeah, yeah. do it. You're not going to do it. Totally. So, but there was no like, usually, uh, you know, if it's like an organized year, which every year has been except for 9.0 and 10.0. Uh, I'll do like, there's a pre-ride meeting, there's a debrief, there's explanations, there's a send-off, you know, there's all these things that kind of like make it a little bit more of an actual event. Gotcha. Um, but we've forewent any of that these last two years.
1: Pretty, so. pretty smart. My, my guarantee to you is if it is safe and appropriate, I would like to participate in IRR 11 because I have not been to any of the 10 as they have been concurrent with the period of time I've been living in Texas, which is now 12 years this month.
0: You as a as a friend, you actually have to sign. Um, there's an additional waiver that you need to sign. Um,
1: <laughs> I have a, I have a feeling I know where this is going.
0: That you will not hold it against me <laughs> once you are out on the course. Like you need to separate those two things. <laughs> um, I, will, uh, we have,
1: I sir I, I, sir I will not sign that paper.
0: <laughs> I, we we have a friend we have a friend uh, in Rhode Island. Uh, Jay, he came to IRR1, and I don't think he spoke to Hubert for like a year and a half following <laughs> the bike ride. He's not, <laughs> yeah.
1: not particularly he, happy with him.
0: He has never come back, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh,
1: man, we should have interviewed him for this episode. <laughs> that would have been interesting to hear.
0: He, he was He was so angry during the ride. <laughs> I was like, I was what? like, I don't, I don't know how this is gonna go.
1: <laughs> what did he think it was gonna be?
0: Well, that'll be fair.
1: That was number one. No one knew.
0: No one knew, and <laughs> Hubert's description uh, was, "Oh yeah, it's gonna get weird." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is so, true, but like It lacks some of the information You need to know what weird
0: lacks means. a little bit of context I mean, yeah. it's just hard to say Like, well, what does that mean? Yeah, weird So I've used that from time <laughs> to time When people are like Well, what's this part like? I'm like, well, that's pretty weird <laughs> it gets
1: Oh, that part That part gets weird
0: <laughs> That gets really weird And now, like really Now I've just been like Oh, this next section No, it's terrible And they're like "Well, What does that mean? I'm like Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's terrible You do hate it And they're like Well, why is it in there? I'm like because it's terrible
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I want you to see this terrible thing I found.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So be- before we close out on the IRR, that's where IRR is where the hashtag lived a joke came from that's because right. like five years ago, people were like gravel racing was really blowing up. Gravel rides, would blow it up and people were like, they kept trying to tell me they're like, Oh, I, I get it. I get the joke. And I was like, well, what's, what's the joke? And they're like, yeah, a river and road ride. Like I get it. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand what you get (laughs) 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 because they were trying to like, they were trying to put it into the category of these other events that are sure that are more enjoyable. And, uh, and whatever. And I was just like, I was like, no, there's no, there's no joke. Like, this is just the thing. It is, it is what it is. <laughs> so I kind of harnessed that idea and we, and just, you know, hashtag live the joke, right? Just go for it. So
1: go for it. Go, go all the way. If you're going to do a gravel ride, why not make it weird?
0: Why why not make it the worst version possible
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean if I'm talking to you or someone else who kind of knows about it, I would describe it you know, try to give it an honest description, but to anybody who's not really familiar, I think the easiest way to describe it to like a non cycling enthusiast is just, oh, it's like a long bike ride that's designed to be as terrible as possible
0: <laughs> yeah, or it's or it's like on par I think it's on par with like the mental fortitude needed to do like um a 200 mile trail run or like sure just something that's so unrelenting so <laughs> i love
1: yeah. it i love it, it it's uh, a unique event and we will talk about it again as it approaches this coming year and i i hope to be in vermont uh before then really but definitely by then we
0: well you're gonna come to training camp at some point yeah so.
1: talk show training camp to TBD that'll be on the next episode so Adam we got a couple more hits to get through that was the big topic that was a big one big news big news well it's a big event that you do and I feel like we, it deserves the airtime to someone recounting it especially this gentleman from New Hampshire who uh, pretty remarkably <laughs> or do you now this is maybe not fair to the person I'm sorry if he does listen to this episode do you think he showed up with the road bike knowing he was doing that or was it stupidity or lack of understanding or was it a, a conscious choice like,
0: wh- no it was a conscious choice i think like the so he 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 knew what he was in for like he knew what the event was and he was prepared for the event he was prepared for like a tremendous amount of time spent in the wilderness and he and he was so he had all those things going for him um and because uh, i asked him when i saw him out there i was about the bike and i was just like hey <laughs> was with the bike and he was like he's like, Oh well I thought it would be faster and lighter than my than my full suspension mountain bike. So pretty, he made a conscious conscious good. decision. Yeah, he made a decision. He's like, oh this'll be better. And he's he goes after all, the name of the event was the irreverent road ride. And I was like, Yeah, that's like an interpretation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, again, there's a lot of there's a lot of the use of the word road in the name of the event that is ironic, I think, more than than it is sincere. I I, so, have, I have also now been joined by a small person. Hey Ollie, what's up? You wanna stay down here? You can stay down here. Yeah. Homie's got his fidget spinner he, he won at school for being extra good the other day. It's nice. He's rocking.
0: There you
1: go. Fisher Spinner's kind of cool. I didn't know. i was playing with it. Apparently, I'm about a five year old.
0: When it comes, I've to never, Pitcher I've Spinders. never had one, but, they, but, but they see. I mean, it seems interesting. I'm going to do it <laughs> It's kind of fun. Yeah, why not?
1: Why not? Uh, Next topic, Adam. Natural segue here. We've each had a little one uh, get on the mic today. Back to school. How has it been in Vermont for back to school? E D starting kindergarten. Correct.
0: Yes, she started kindergarten, she started early, like in the end of August, so shortly after IRR. Um, But so far, yeah, so far it's been been good. Uh, She's taken the bus a few times, which has been super cool. Nice. Um, Seems like it's all going pretty well. They did a field trip yesterday. Oh, where'd they go? Uh, They went to go see the old covered bridge of Ferrisburg. Nice. for those that are not based in New England, covered bridges—big deal up here. <laughs> it's
1: such, um, a, such a big deal.
0: Such a big deal. And um, so, in Ferrisburg, there used to be a covered bridge um, on like the one one of the main little roads. But at some point in the past, they removed the covered bridge um, and built a regular bridge. But they uh, preserved the bridge, and now it sits alongside of the road, and so you can go visit it.
1: And so it's not, you can't, (laughs) it's not over the road anymore.
0: Nope. It's just adjacent to the road.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's fascinating. I I don't know that I've seen one like uh, kind of preserved in that way.
0: It's, it's uh, becoming more and more common. Like I've seen, I've seen it in more towns where like they understand the heritage of the covered bridge. Like it's, it's cool. It's a tourist attraction. People like it, but it's not super practical to like, Maintain. Keep it on the road, yeah. Because it, I mean, it limits the size of the road, right? Like they're really narrow; they're like one car wide, sure. And uh, they have height restrictions, so like you know, it just kind of limits like what you could. And I think uh, a lot of it has to do more than anything else to do with like fire trucks. Oh yeah, that they can't they can't necessarily get the fire trucks uh, over the covered bridges, so
1: that does make sense. You kind of want a fire truck to be able to go wherever the road goes. Though. I mean, but generally <laughs> speaking, I think, you
0: know, it seems like a good idea. You don't
1: want those guys to have to think about workarounds
0: in the middle of an emergency. Yeah, you don't that's want thing. them to have to take the scenic route to get to your place. Like, that's not going to go well. Totally,
1: so. totally. Yeah, back yeah. to school here, about the same. I think I think both of our children started within a few days of each other because we do an August start here too, which wasn't yeah. how it was growing up in Rhode Island, but it is how it is in a lot of parts of the country. And uh, it's been good, you know. There, there's uh, all kinds of politics and stuff going on. In some areas, but it really – I feel pretty insulated from it. Like They're wearing masks at his school and until things evolve to the next phase. They get vaccines or whatever for the little ones, and um, it's been going good. The new school, the where his kindergarten is, is very close to our house, which is kind of – I don't know. It's just nice knowing that he's close by, I guess, during the day. Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Good teacher. We're so lucked out in that regard, so –
0: so the, the question that everybody asks me from, like an old, from older generation, so like our parents' generation, I say, oh, yeah, yeah, she just started school. And then their immediate first question is, full day or half day?
1: I'm not and aware I, of that being an option.
0: Well, that's what I said. I said, oh, is that a thing? I said, I don't know. She's there for the full day. It's a regular day. I and think- then they go... Oh, that's a long day. And I'm like, is it? Isn't everybody go to school for the same amount (laughs) of (laughs) time?
1: I think possibly they're older and they're misremembering what kindergarten was like, or it's changed and I just don't know. But I know that pre K four, which which Ollie did, there's more of I think some of those programs are offered as like um come a couple days or come a half day or whatever. You know, when when Ollie went to um he did like a pre
0: K, like a like a like a Preschool daycare thing.
1: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think maybe they're they're forgetting that kindergarten is where it really does separate off into institutionalized school. Like you're at school. <laughs> it's not uh, right. It's not okay. like some side thing. <laughs> you
0: know. That's okay. So that's what I was thinking because it, it's literally it's been like the number one guys' they like, oh, full day, half day. And I'm like, F- full day. It's like a, it's a regular thing. It's like a so.
1: school. It's in, in yeah. and I think you know kindergartens usually are included in either a elementary that goes to like sixth or higher right so like it's 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 in the subset of like you know the school where you go to school to like sixth grade or whatever i don't know
0: but yeah yeah so so same deal here yeah it's all it's all in one building um yeah they're all in the same the same place
1: so yeah it's been it's been good it's interesting as a parent it's it's a a little bit of i don't know how much you guys feel it there uh you guys have a really high vaccination rate and a a more liberal sort of Uh, state mentality obviously than where i'm at but um what do you feel like the parental anxiety levels like about having the kids at school because you know it's a big decision i think for most parents to like go back to the irl school
0: uh well so we know vermont is predominantly a blue state uh etc
1: Right, although but, although I think you what you might be about to say is th- there is a, a very like in many parts of the country a city versus rural divide. There, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we're in the we're in much more, well, not much more. We're in a rural area. So I think the vibe down here where we are it gets much more mixed than if we were up in Burlington. Sure. Um, but it seems like you know everybody at the school is. Um, they're on board. Like it seems okay, and nobody. It doesn't seem like super high, um, you know, stress levels or or extra anxiety about. It. I'm sure people are anxious about it. They are, but sure, everybody sure. seems pretty comfortable with the guidelines that are in place. And yeah. so,
1: there's like a certain baseline anxiety that I think is just a part of what's been going on the last couple of years. But I think past that, um, if you're lucky enough, yeah. like I think it sounds like both of us are, to have your child in a school that is got a plan sticking to the plan and executing it it doesn't feel that bad like i feel well like, even
0: even you know and that's all on top of like the regular anxiety of like your kids going to school period you know? yeah
1: like, yeah the, just the, the
0: like, a whole different like, thing if
1: you stripped all this away it still would be <laughs> you know uh right like it, that was
0: the thing when 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 she was like she asked us she was like hey can i take the bus and we were like uh <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know, and then I was like, I was like, well, I took the bus. I mean, like, and she. I don't it, know if I. T- I don't know if I took interest. the bus in kindergarten.
1: Yeah, it's one thing to yeah. put, to put the kid on the bus, but if if the kid shows interest, then it's like, all right, this is an experience you want to try. Let's see how the bus is.
0: Well, in full disclosure, this is how I thought this was going to go. She was like, I want to take the bus, and we're like, cool, you can totally take the bus. And so we did the thing, and I was like, she's going to take the bus. She's going to hate it, and then she's never going to want to take the bus again. Um, and then she took she took the bus to school. She took the bus for home from school. And I was like, how was the bus? And she was like, it was great. And she wanted to do it again the next day. And so I was like, well, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's you for a curve.
0: Yeah. So I was, you know what it is? Like she doesn't she doesn't really like riding in the car for a very long time. Mm. Um, she gets a little car sick, I think. And um, the bus ride is like, it's like 40 minutes. Wow. So, so you're telling me. I was me- like. A child like, oh,
1: of yours that shares at least half of your DNA doesn't have your, uh, expert level ability to drive for extended periods of time.
0: It might, you know what I'm thinking though? This, so I thought about that. very, it's a valid point, Scott. And I thought it's a control thing. Reminding
1: I, the listener, Adam has for most of his career with specialized been on the road. <laughs> so
0: I've spent quite a bit of time behind the windshield of various vehicles. Um, but I think – I'm curious about that, and I, and I wonder if that once she's driving, does that change?
1: Yeah, I think it will. I think that, that'll – then you control your own destiny there. You're not the passenger. I think I know some you – know, my wife sometimes at various times has had a little bit of car sickness, and it, it only is when she's in the passenger seat. And I, maybe that's my driving, but I think it's more just like sometimes the, being in control of the car distracts that part of your brain. Sure. Keep, yeah. yeah. You. Keep, keeps you busy.
0: <laughs> yep. 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 So we'll see. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know if that'll get better or get worse. I mean, we've been like, uh, from a parenting standpoint, we've been like really avoiding like any kind of like videos in the car. That's a good idea. Um, and so like, you know, uh, I think we embrace that idea that like, Hey, it's, it's okay to be bored. It's okay. It's totally okay. Yep.
1: It'll, um, it'll make you appreciate when you're not even more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so like we don't do, um, I mean, we have like a few times, but it's definitely, hasn't, it's not like, I know for some people and that's their jam they'll they'll do like, Oh, we're getting far. Oh, yeah. Like here's, here's a video. And, and that's cool. No, it's, no judgment. Um,
1: especially if you got multiple, if you're going a, a crew back there and, and you can't keep them subdued, I, I can kind of see where that would come into play, but it, both of us are only children parents at this point. So like, you know, you can kind of make some more decisions. It's not as chaotic, right?
0: Right. Yeah. 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 You're, you're, you're got more control over, over the thing. Cause there's less variables, I guess is the way to say it. Sure. So, sure. Totally. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's, that's the deal with that. That is the deal with that.
1: Adam, it's time for a segment on the show. Oh everyone, man. Everyone loves segments. This is a segment we're going to call winning, America winning let's call it that this this segment America winning okay America winning and this we're gonna play a game uh America winning wherein you try to guess as many of the five states that you can so you have to pick five states and we'll see how many of them are correct that have the lowest vaccination rates in the country Okay, <laughs> so this is not a top five. This is a, it's a top five in a sense, but really it's the bottom five. Okay.
0: Now, is it is this measured on population, right? So like X percent of the population.
1: Yeah, and this is from September seventeenth, so it's relatively recent. The this, the
0: the. Uh, oh yeah, that's the, pretty recent. The reference okay.
1: that I'm using here, uh, okay. I, ha- I to the listener. I have not bothered to look and see. up, oh, it's by the CDC, so they're gathering their information from the CDC. So I think it's pretty legit. Okay. Okay. So. I think the way we should do this is one at a time. You name a state. I tell you if it's in the top five and which one it is. That way we don't have to wait till the end to hear them. (laughs) Okay. So go for it. Let's I'll tell you as you go. First pick Florida, not on the list. Remarkably not on the list.
0: Wow. Okay. 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 Um, um, Arkansas,
1: not on the list.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Texas,
1: not on the list. Idaho. (laughs) Number one on the list with a bullet is Idaho, with a now 40, number one is forty-six. Is like- so they their their percentage of vaccination of citizens in Idaho is forty-six percent. So across the board here, the top five are in that relative range of percentages. So even the worst states are getting close to half of their people vaccinated. But in a gigantic pandemic causing all this death and chaos, less than half is pretty pathetic. Dang so idaho number one with a bullet the worst in the nation uh you get one guess left to see if you can name one of the Mm -hmm. others and by the way i would not have done well at this either because it's a little surprising a couple of them
0: um hmm, i'm gonna go with okay so wasn't that that that
1: that
0: um south carolina
1: not on the list, <laughs> man. I came, I got
0: one. Jeez,
1: you got one. I, I, this is why it's tricky, is because I think the ones that are uh, the states that are getting a lot of focus in the media um, are bigger states. So these numbers are percentages of the whole population, and they don't really represent. The population size of the other states. Yeah, sure. So, sure, if sure, you're sure. talking about raw numbers of unvaccinated people, I think you're definitely looking at Texas, Florida, and some other states in the South. But because this is compiled off of percentages of the whole, you're looking at number one, Idaho, <clears throat> number two, Wyoming, number, which is not
0: Wyoming. There's like nobody even there in Wyoming.
1: There's nobody in Wyoming, but the ones who are there are apparently not on board with the vaccine. They're at 47% vaccinated in Wyoming. West Virginia is number three at 48% vaccinated. And then Mississippi and North Dakota each have 49% of their population vaccinated. Oh, see, so,
0: You know, I was going to go with North Dakota and then um, I pivoted. Because of population density, I was like, oh, it's going to be like a Carolina or something like that. But yeah. that, I was wrong. So okay.
1: if you were to do this as a, a, a per capita versus percentage, I think you're definitely going to be looking uh, at states like a Texas. So Texas is also at 49 percent, according to this. Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, no. Fifty nine percent is partially vaccinated. Forty nine percent fully. So they, I think they do some metric where they combine them or average them. And then in Florida, they actually have 66% of the population is at least partially vaccinated. 55% is totally vaccinated. So that's they're like a good chunk above those lower rate states uh, in huh. Florida. So, so when you're watching the news and following that, it's interesting. It puts a little context on it. There's a lot of people who are a noisy contingent that aren't going to get it. But of the people who are like seeing the news and getting scared of ending up in an ICU, they're out there getting it.
0: So, uh okay, is Vermont still towards the top there?
1: Uh oh, I hovered over Maine forgetting my geography for a moment.
0: <laughs> that is that's, Maine. Yeah, that's
1: not is. us. That's not us. <laughs> Vermont is at 77% of population. It is one of the darkest color greens on this map where green indicates uh good. Uh so 77% is at least partially vaccinated, 69% is fully vaccinated, and I think you guys lead the way, uh Massachusetts Rhode Island and Connecticut all close behind. Huh. Yeah. All right. And my little buddy is here. So hold on one second. What's up, buddy? Am I playing a game? Yeah, it's called podcast. <laughs> it's sort of a game. I'm trying to win. But Adam, you know, he gets more words. It's a word count game. So whoever says the most words on the microphone wins. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's usually not that. <sighs> I'm going to finish up in a minute and then you got all my attention the rest of the day. Okay, buddy. Five? Fist bump or five? What do we doing? Are we doing a foot five? You don't get one. Oh, I don't get one? I'll come back. Dang, it's, cold. Burn. it's cold. We, we invent. <laughs> I, I, well, this is proprietary. I'm going to let the listener in on something me and Oliver invented and I don't care what anybody else says. Uh, send your comments to uh, if, you, if you disagree that I invented this, send anything that you think about the topic to at Joe Biden on Twitter. Okay, I don't care. Um, but uh, me and my son invented foot five, which is where you tap one of your feet to one of your friend's foot and you go foot five like that it's
0: legit all right okay here's the question when did you invent it
1: um prior to the pandemic probably about two years ago
0: oh two years ago (laughs) yeah for sure we've been foot five and six back in the day all right well then hey man you there might you might you might be able to lay claim to that i'm just gonna say Foot five was pretty popular in the pandemic, but if you predate the pandemic. Oh, no, we have,
1: we've been foot fiving since before it was about hand, hands touching. It was just about being uh, having our own thing that was different than the, the other people doing the
0: thing. All, the right, hand, the all thing. right, all right, all yeah. right, all right, all
1: right. So okay. anyone who tells you they came up with the foot five, yeah, I mean, they might have come up with the elbow bump. I don't like that thing anyway, but foot five is where it's at
0: elbow bump is weird it's it's awkward you're too close right yeah, getting, yeah no it's close.
1: you're getting way too close when you elbow bump like what like just, I don't like that yeah just shake hands and then do some hand sanitizer if you're gonna do that or just fist bump yeah yeah okay like so why
0: why did the elbow bump try to try to get in front of the fist bump fist bump you sit you're safe distance oh Stay over
1: there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay, I had some other things planned, but uh, we we got the full family force downstairs. Brittany Shane's getting ready to go. Hey, for the listener out there, if you're in the Comfort, Texas area today, you will not hear this because I will probably not post it till this evening, (laughs) so don't worry about it, but my wife will be playing.
0: Just know that you missed out, people. Yeah, she'll be playing
1: at Bending Branch uh, Winery in uh, Comfort, Texas. Delicious wine, beautiful location, Uh, lovely music for two hours, three hours. What are you playing? Three hours, man. Can you imagine that? She's gonna play about sixty songs.
0: Hey, can you ask her a question? I'm curious. Yeah. How like how long does it take to build up the endurance to be able to play the guitar for three hours?
1: We're gonna. She's gonna answer on the mic real quick. She's gonna. She does not want to do this, by the way. But I'm gonna make her. <laughs> not make her. I'm gonna ask her nicely too. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> Adam Saint Germain wants to know how long it took to build up the endurance. To be able to play the guitar for three hours, and and what it, it, I think I'm going to add tack on a part of this question: Is it physically difficult? Like what? Where do you feel it? Like what? what do you? What is hard about it? Uh, because we've had conversations, but the listener might not know what it's like to play guitar for three hours and sing.
0: Yes, it's physically difficult for sure, and um, I haven't played
1: for a while, so I just came back to um, playing shows. So now I have to play for three hours, and it's been what, months and months. (laughs) Do you you use a guitar strap when you play shows, or is it just sitting on your lap? Like, do your shoulders get irritated from playing for a long time? Like, what's it like?
0: Your whole body gets irritated,
1: (laughs) especially in your 40s.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, I mean one. it sounds it sounds really tiring to me. It it
1: is it it's it is tiring and she does gigs between 2 and 3 hours. So 3 hours is on the longer end of the gigs, but it's the difference between like what, 40 and 60 songs? Oh. For like the time like when you do 2 hours is like 40 songs. Yeah. Yeah, so 40 and 60 songs. So, you know, it's kind of the mental agility of like having to kind of be able to quickly, you know, go between the different chord progressions and melodies and some of them are covers. So people are going to notice more if you kind of butcher something, which which she doesn't do, but you know, like, versus if you're playing your originals, you can kind of flub here and there and no one's going to really notice. It's interesting. All right. (laughs) But since she's doing that and my little dude is, is, is ready, we got time for one more segment on the show or maybe one and a half, but we're going to make them quick. You can go do your thing. (laughs) Um, Okay, Adam, we were going to talk about a couple other things. Oh, we, we had a, an idea for uh, talking about, we'll just do it really quick, Sunday morning podcast. What do you think about that,
0: Adam? Making this I a thing we
1: do on Sunday mornings as a, a general programming uh, schedule.
0: Yes, I think we need to lock it in.
1: So Sunday mornings, we're going to podcast over coffee. It's going to be a little less disjointed, hopefully, because the ones where we do where I have a beer in my hand, I tend to like forget what we're talking about occasionally. So we want to avoid that. Uh, and uh, we, we have challenges that we do on this podcast. So even though we're going to kind of wrap up here soon and save some of these topics for next week, Adam, I want to know what you're thinking. I think September, I think we're just going to hold steady here, but, but we're about to hit the beginning of October. We need a challenge for October. And then if you have any overarching challenges for the fall that you're thinking about.
0: Oh, wait, uh, October,
1: October. You could come up with something that's a challenge to do by October. That gives us a, something like 10 days, 12 days.
0: I'm just going to say, look, if, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to give myself days, a I believe. challenge. You can have the same challenge October. Okay. My challenge is if it ever actually shows up, I'm not convinced it will um the the uh the best self journal if it shows up in the mail I'm gonna make sure I use it every day in the month of October
1: I love it I have mine here hold on one second hold that thought (laughs) <laughs> um, best self journal. Mine arrived.
0: Yeah. Lucky you. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great journal for keeping yourself organized and getting after it. However, Scott and I recently had a rather poor customer service experience with the company.
1: Now I'm so, going to, I'm going to let you explain while I go talk to my kid for a second, you tell the listener in a nutshell, what happened with the, with the customer service experience.
0: I will. Yeah. So, uh, we, we, Went to go order the product and I booked it on August 23rd. It is now September 18th, I believe, and uh, the thing hasn't shown up in the mail. I reached out to them. They said, oh, no, no, that was a pre order. Nowhere on the website, nowhere on the invoice, nowhere along the way did it ever say it was a pre order. Uh, it still hasn't shipped. Scott's has shipped uh, and it arrived the other day, which also doesn't make any sense since he ordered his two days after me um but anyway they said hey thanks for your patience uh that was a pre-order we'll be shipping those in september so we've got another 10 or so days we'll see if they can actually fulfill on the uh on the promise not impressed one star review
1: and i don't know if you included this because i was away from the microphone for a moment but i only got mine shipped to me after i left a Nice but negative comment on their Instagram feed.
0: Well, but I was, but that's what I was saying is that you received yours, but you ordered it days after I did. So yeah. that also doesn't make any sense.
1: And we both left them kind of a not mean, but you know, what the hell, guys, message. And mine prompted a delivery and yours didn't. So they, even that didn't, we only had a 50% success rate.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's very, it's very odd. Anyway, it's so, a great product. If you can actually get your hands on it. It
1: is a pretty, I, I, I so I'm of two minds about this. First of all, it is a great product it comes in a box and inside it has like, like a, a basically an instruction manual on how to use it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> right, about right. Right. Daily
1: rituals. Uh, and then a, like a fold out calendar you can use to track a goal over a period of weeks. Very, I mean, very cool. The one thing I would say to the CEO of the Best Self Journal, you might want to try using one of these things. (laughs) (laughs) And that's called a sick burn. uh,
0: (laughs) Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. You might want to try it. It seems like a good product.
0: That made my day.
1: (laughs) So that was a segment we're going to do regularly, hopefully not too regularly, called One Star Wonders, a.k.a. One Star Would
0: Not Recommend. (laughs) By the way, I just want to
1: throw this out there. But I do recommend the product. I just don't know. Experiences may vary when it comes to their customer service.
0: Yeah, your mileage may vary. I just want to say, hey, uh, T-shirt coming in the near future, hashtag hot sauce only. If you want to talk about the talk show, use the hashtag hot sauce only. Hot
1: sauce only. And that goes back. I, yeah, well, You know what? We'll drop it in later. I'm not even going to explain where that comes from because it'll probably. It doesn't matter.
0: You know, it don't matter. It doesn't hot, sauce matter. Yeah. It's hot sauce only. Yeah. Hot sauce only.
1: Hot sauce only, folks. And then uh, on the on the last topic, there's another thing we like to do is, is send a recommendation. I think usually about once an episode, one of us recommends something in the culture that people can look at between this episode and the next one. Adam, I've become addicted. I heard about it through another podcast I listened to. I was incredulous about this show on Netflix that I was like, everyone keeps saying this is great. It will not be great. I'm going to watch it just so I can be satisfied in knowing that I'm right and it's not great. I was wrong. It's pretty great. There's a show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. Are you familiar with this?
0: Oh, listen, Drive to Survive. Uh, I've only, I've watched, I've binged watched like 12 episodes but I did it all while I was uh, suffering from the side effects of the vaccine.
1: <laughs> so, so You're not sure which parts of it were real.
0: <laughs> that was my that was my go to. But it was I did really like it. It was good. It was yeah. very good.
1: So I I it's am uh, Johnny come lately to it. I just started watching. I'm a few episodes in, but it's really interesting. It, it documents. It's a documentary style um, coverage of Formula One racing that kind of brings you into the. Uh, the nerdy sort of uh, variables involved in the little team dramas and the stuff you wouldn't know if you just turned on and watched a race, but it kind of gives some context makes it maybe more interesting to watch a race. It kind of made me slightly more interested in in the characters. Uh, But it's interesting. Formula One's one of those things where it's like, it's definitely, it's strange as a non-European. It's it's so much money and such a gigantic, it's kind of like, uh, when we were younger and we got interested in the Tour de France, and, and you realize that in certain parts of the world it is bigger than the Super Bowl, but you know, in in the United States, not so much, right?
0: Right, 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 right. I mean, prior
1: yep. prior to Lance Armstrong making a like a, a U.S. centric interest, there really was virtually none, right?
0: Accurate, sir. Accurate.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. Take take that or leave it as a uh, nod to Lance Armstrong, I suppose.
0: Nah,
1: we, nah. (laughs) Fuck Mm that guy. Um, And, uh, oh, last segment, we always talk about food on the show, Adam. This is where we're going to wrap it up. Summer's over. It's it's leaving. Uh, It still feels like summer here, but it's about to change. Uh, We love to talk about food and particularly condiments. On a hot dog, Adam, what do you put on a hot dog? And is there anything you absolutely do not put on a hot
0: dog? Like specifically a hot dog or like a wiener?
1: Uh, Let's say hot dog, like backyard hot dog
0: backyard hot dog i'm going uh ketchup and relish
1: no mustard fuck that (laughs) are we doing it like so there's my understanding i'm not a relish expert but there's like sweet relish and like dill relish right
0: oh i mean i would you know do we discriminate there (laughs) uh typically i go for like a sweet relish um, there is a, there is a relish out there. It's called sweet Vidalia onion relish. Which that, is sounds like good really as, good. that sounds That's good. Really good. That's off the charts. <laughs> Not into like the dill, the dill relish. There's some spicy relishes that are really good. A little less common. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm into that, but speak, speaking of this whole thing. If you're in the grocery store, there's a, a brand of pickles out there they're called sucker punch. That I just I just came across. They are spicy and they are really good.
1: Oh, that sounds really good. There's a brand I'm gonna tell you about in a second. I got to Google it though because I don't remember the name ever. They're really good,
0: but it's uh, but yeah, those are those are just straight up dill dill spears, but they are hot. Do you ever so, do, you, do you ever
1: <laughs> do you ever mess with a Chicago dog?
0: What's the Chicago dog?
1: Chicago dog. I'm gonna pull it open because I don't want to butcher it. I think we may have even talked about Chicago dog on the show once before. Uh, the main feature of a Chicago dog that I can remember off the top of my head is it does have like, um, a tangy pepper on it. Uh, Chicago style hot dog is a hot dog. Usually on a poppy seed bun, looks like a hot dog bun, but it has poppy seeds on it. Originating from Chicago has yellow mustard, chopped white onions, bright green, sweet pickle relish, a dill pickle spear, like a whole dill pickle spear laid across the top of it um sport peppers which is another name for what i think are um just those yellow marinated peppers and oh, like the
0: banana banana peppers banana
1: peppers and celery salt topped with celery salt
0: I don't think I've had a Chicago dog, but I'm, I'm into it. I tried. I think it. you would
1: dig it. It's, it's really good. There's a movie theater in town here that me and my wife would go to pre pandemic called the violet crown. They it's one of those ones where they have food you can bring into the theater and they make a mean Chicago dog there. I don't know why. Maybe someone from there is a Chicago Stan.
0: I'll have to check that out.
1: Hold on one second. We're, we got, we got a Minecraft question over here. I have oh, to boy. field.
0: Oh, oh boy. Phone. Think, Add more think, pixels.
1: Think about how you want to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I've never played Minecraft. I don't understand it. I don't get how you win. I don't get if you can win. I know there's a lot of pixels. This concludes my knowledge of Minecraft. Minecraft.
1: better be if it's violent otherwise we're gonna have to turn it off doll you know that we keep it real We keep it real nice we don't like violence Only hey we like some violence but mostly you not. got
0: your you got your Ugg, book, Ugg boots and chunky sweaters out for basic basic bitch uh <laughs> You got to edit
1: that out. You can't keep that in there. That's
0: hilarious. I was going to make a pumpkin spice uh, reference and then it just went off the rails. In all seriousness,
1: (laughs) in all seriousness, do you have you? I don't know. I I anecdotally know what pumpkin spice tastes like because I know what it smells like. You know what I mean? But I've never had a pumpkin spice drink to my knowledge. How about you? Why would I? i don't know i'm it's
0: a it's a question Get out of here i have too much self-respect <laughs> as you should as you should no i i don't know i just can't i can't like one fake flavors are gross two it's pumpkin yeah i don't the it's only like, thing it's double is double no good the
1: only thing that interests me food or <laughs> beverage wise about pumpkin is pumpkin seeds roasted with spices of oh
0: ali 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 loves pumpkin seeds
1: oh that's one of the joys of the fall season but other than that i'm kind of like pumpkins not i can even pumpkin, I, pumpkin pie
0: what do you think interested no, i'm not into i'm not no not interested i'm not into pumpkin at all
1: yeah no the seeds are the good part the fleshy part nah, i could live without
0: <laughs> yeah uh Ali loves pumpkin seeds i don't really like pumpkin seeds but she really likes
1: them so. all right well Once again, proving she's the smarter one out of the two of you. But that's how we—that's how we live. No surprise. No surprises there. All right, Adam. I think we did it. We're going to start trying to do these on Sundays uh, and keep them to you know around the hour mark, which I think with editing we have achieved. We did not set an October goal, did we?
0: Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna use do your, the journal. Your journal we're gonna do the journal every day. Every day.
1: Okay, okay. And uh, I'm gonna throw one more onto it. I'm trying to train for a 50k in November, and I'm doing a terrible job so far, but I will get there. So that's my uh, accountability challenge for the season. It's not till I forget the day. I think it's like the 14th, it's somewhere in the middle of November, uh, and it's a trail run with uh, the maximum distance they organize that day is 50k. So I'm gonna do that.
0: Oh, well, and then, uh, you know, uh, overarching goals here. If anybody has any advice on how to gain uh, weight, let me know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Adam's trying to get uh, competitive for CrossFit challenges, and he's a little bit on the petite side <laughs> for that. A, which, little, a which,
0: little on the petite side, which yeah. Which for a guy who lifts a lot Work
1: of weights on. all the time is a funny concept, but, you know, there's an optimal power-to-weight ratio, right?
0: Yeah, I got. I need another, like, uh, 10 to 12 pounds.
1: Send recommendations for things that will fatten you up. To Adam Saint Germain, remember he lives in Vermont. He already knows about ice cream, but
0: so keep it. I got the ice cream. (laughs) I got it. Yeah. Outside of that, what else do we need? And
1: and on a final note, our commissioner, the (laughs) Matt Newell, Newell is currently residing in Idaho. Is he not?
0: Yes, in Boise.
1: Okay, so we implore the listener, to send your thoughts and prayers to Matt Newell in Idaho and the, that the good people up there get their shit together.
0: Oh, and Scott, before you go, this is very important. This is very important. Make sure you watch the video I sent you about that long-form joke because it is really funny.
1: I started it, but it was too distracted to finish it. I will finish it later today. You got to
0: commit the two minutes to watch it. It's worth it
1: just telling you i i'm now being told i need to purchase a game of questionable origin on the ipad so i need to go to be uh, full dad
0: mode oh you got it you got to get in on that focus on that yeah
1: we did it buddy we're back
0: we're back baby Dang we're it.
1: back p.s newell suck it
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right and the on that podcast note. has ended let us go in peace
1: let us go in peace happy sunday
0: holla